Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Since we spoke to him a while back, consultant audiologist Neil Radita has continued his adventures fishing all sorts of things out of people's ears. His YouTube channel, The Wax Whisperer, garnering hundreds of millions of views in the process. Afternoon, Neil. Hi, good afternoon for inviting me back on your show. Uh, it's uh, lovely to talk to you again. Uh, so, could you actually explain how you go about filming it when you take stuff? Do you have a, like a really skinny camera that you can kind of get close up views of all that? Yeah, so the device that I use is actually called the iClearscope, and it's an endoscope device that my, one of my companies, Clearwax, developed and we manufacture it. And essentially, it's an endoscope. So an endoscope is typically used um, to perform keyhole surgery procedures. And uh, we've attached the eyepiece of this endoscope to the camera lens of an iPhone. And within the iPhone, there's an app which allows us to blow up the image so we can visualize inside the ear on the screen. And we hold the endoscope with one hand and with the other hand, we hold the instrument that we use to move the earwax. And in the process, we can actually record the procedures that we perform. Ah, right. And so would it, would it routinely happen that you'll say to a patient, oh, this is a good one. You're an earwax farm. We're going to, you know, do they have to sign a release form to have their gunk featured on YouTube? So we do have consent forms for all of our patients. Um, some patients, of course, don't want us to uh, upload their, uh, their procedure on, on social media, but most patients are really happy for us to do that. And I think the problem now that I'm facing is that I've set the bar so high with some of these really gruesome uh, videos. That, um, it's always very difficult to find the next viral video, but um, ears are wonderful and strange things. And uh, even now there's things that I remove from the ear that really shock and surprise me. So... Um, I guess that's all, that's the way it's always going to be with this. There's always going to be a tougher, more complex case, and there's always going to be a foreign body that I remove that I would mm. never think I would. Yeah. Now, I, actually, I had my ears waxed not long ago, and um, it's I, I find it quite pleasurable because, you know, you don't realise how deaf you are until the stuff comes out. Is there a scale on how much wax a human head can produce? And what's what's on the upper end of that scale? So the average length of an adult ear canal is three centimeters so that's from the entrance to the eardrum and the diameter approximately is between 0.8 and one centimeter so um, the largest wax plug I've removed actually um, measured in at 2.8 millimeters I think so quite literally the whole entire length of the ear canal mm. so there you're more extreme cases but um, sometimes it's not the quantity of wax that can affect people with earwax and affect the hearing. Sometimes you can have the smallest piece of earwax, for example, on the eardrum, and it has the same impact. So quite often it's not the quantity, it's, it's, it's the position and the location of the wax within the ear canal. Right. OK, what do you do with the wax? Um, so if um, if the wax is not infected, we can actually dispose of it in um, normal general waste. But oh. if the wax is infected, because on occasions you can get uh, infected earwax, you can get fungal spores on there, for example. And that has to be um, placed in a clinical waste bag. And then that's uh, we have a company that collect that and then they incinerate it. Oh, gosh. Yeah, because you'd think earwax, if it's not infected, obviously, you know, might have some practical use. Yes, earwax is actually a healthy secretion um, by our ears. So um, earwax is oily. So the oil within the earwax, it helps to moisturize the skin that lines the ear canal, which is very thin and very delicate. Earwax is also slightly acidic in pH, and that acidity helps to repel insects, believe it or not. So it's a natural (laughs) insect repellent. But in addition, the acidity within earwax helps to inhibit bacterial and fungal growth. 
And earwax is quite sticky. So um, if you've got any foreign particles in the environment, so dust, pollen that enter the ear, it will, should stick to the wax, hopefully. And for most people, for about 95% of the population, earwax is not a problem because it naturally migrates out of the ear. It's like a conveyor belt motion. Mm. So earwax does have actually its, its practical um, and health benefits. Uh, somebody, one of our listeners wants to know, why is wax so smelly? Very strong smell and taste of it, says this person. Good God, what a... <laughs> <laughs> so earwax, so it um, because of the acidity, it's like if you're um, kind of, um, if you've got some sourdough and you've got loads of acidity in the sourdough, it does, it can be um, quite a, a, quite an offensive odour coming from earwax. The longer it's been in the ear, so the more mature the earwax, uh, the smellier and the more acidic it can be. Um, I've never tasted earwax, so mm. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. Never tempted, like. Neil. Not once. I've not. No, <laughs> I've never been tempted either. No. <laughs> yeah, I could understand that. So yeah, <laughs> and but I suppose that a, a lot, a, a lot of the attention the YouTube channels get is the odd things uh, that you find there. Uh, a baby tooth inside a three-year-old's ear, and I suppose the three-year-old couldn't explain how it got there. Yeah, well, this particular child, believe it or not, he would come in every week, and um, so we. Uh, so the, the mother was a bit concerned, thinking, "Well, this is a bit unusual. Like my child's keep having objects appearing in his ear." And we kind of figured it was at school. His friends, his peers were just encouraging him to put stuff in his ears. And yeah, on the, the last occasion, there was a, a white object, and we were completely perplexed as to what it was. And after removing it, we realised it was a tooth, and uh, the mother explained that her son had just recently lost one of his teeth. It fell out, and he put it under the pillow, expecting uh, the pillow fairy, the tooth fairy, to appear. But instead, he came to the wax whisperer to have it um, to have it extracted from his ear. Right. Okay. But you know, he's three. Kids shove things in themselves, you know, all the time. So I suppose it's kind of not that, uh, not that. Any, but like a woman, you found twenty-two hearing aid filters, and and the woman couldn't figure out where they were all going yeah bless her so i had a patient a few years ago and um some hearing aids have what we call wax traps wax filters at the tip the part of the hearing aid that enters the ear and for this particular patient um this wax filter kept disappearing and she just felt that every time she took the hearing aid out the filter just fell on the floor so she replaced another one and it kept happening and eventually she went to see her, her audiologist saying i've got a problem with my hearing aid the filters keep falling out um, keep having to replace them. And the audiologist looked in her ears and the audiologist was shocked to find that she, the audiologist at the time thought there's only 10 filters and um, she, the, the audiologist recommended the patient to see myself. And after we removed all the filters, we counted them all up and there were 22. My God, that must have been, I mean, I assume that was potentially damaging to her. Um, so these filters, um, because of the quantity of them, they were kind of really impacted and few were stuck on the eardrum. But generally speaking, they wouldn't do much harm. They are rounded. They're not sharp. And uh, the filters in, in hearing aids are similar to grommets. So uh, in short, quite often children have grommets fitted. Mm. It's like a ventilation tube. And they're similar shape and size. And in children, these grommets, eventually, they're, they're inserted by an ENT surgeon through the eardrum to ventilate the cavity behind the eardrum. And after a period of six to 12 months, these grommets naturally fall out and migrate out of the ear so it wouldn't have, i don't think it would have caused any long-term damage but it was becoming a bit uncomfortable just because of the quantity that were inside their area yeah now and you've also found chewing gum inside somebody's ear for which really there's little or no excuse 
Yeah, um, I think it was Play-Doh. I'm not sure if it's chewing gum. I think the, the one that you're looking at is Play-Doh. All oh, right. It was another, it was again, it was, it was another a toddler child. then. That's, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that does explain that. Do you, yes, 278 million uh, um, views on YouTube. Now, I assume some of it is prurience. Have you ever come across that there might be a subset of the people who look at these pages for which there's some sort of sexual fetish? Um, someone has, uh, <laughs> someone has actually privately emailed me, uh, one of the YouTube uh, followers, and they did actually tell me that they do get aroused by watching it. Uh, they, they call it ear porn. So, wow. <laughs> um, so um, it might just be a one-off, but I, I well, um, yeah, there is an instance where someone um, openly said they get uh, an ear orgasm, I think they called it as well. Um, so they get very excited by watching the videos. Right. So you're a consultant or audiologist and a pornographer. Uh, inadvertent, <laughs> though, though you might be. Uh, Neil, I might thanks. get struck off, I think. <laughs> Neil, uh, thanks very much for speaking with us today. Uh, that was Neil Ridata there, the, uh, also known as the Wax Whisperer. You can find all that uh, on YouTube. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 pm on News Talk.